Okay, I'm not going to bring up the text for the promo, although it's been a while. Let's just wing it. This is Darren Parmenter with CSU Extension here in the La Plata County. And this is Tom Bartels from growfoodwell.com, and we are the Garden Guys. Remember us? Yeah, we're back. Yeah, we're here to give you all sorts of good wintertime information, which... Who knows what that's going to be? Oh, it's so valuable this time of year yeah, because people our... aren't out weeding. Yeah, they're inside, huddled up <laughs> with their cup of Earl Grey, listening to the Garden Guys on a Saturday afternoon or whatever time you want to listen to us if you're going to do the podcast format. But um, yeah, this is our annual holiday special. Yes. We're back after a, a respite. We took a break. We took a late fall winter break because that's kind of the end of the gardening season and now people have had a chance to regroup and things are happening that start us off on thinking about the next year. Yeah, this is the start of the gardening year. Like we always, you know, there's the calendar year, there's the budget year, <laughs> but this is the garden year because it starts with like the seed catalogs. The seed come catalogs in, right? come in. And that, yeah. you know, that year is kind of fluctuated over the years and that the seed catalogs used to come in typically with the start of the calendar year, but and now they start to roll in in November, I guess. Right. Yeah, I'm sure we're all the the little elf that comes and visits our house and we have to move it. Or uh, he moves every night. Are you familiar with this thing? Uh, elf on a shelf. I've you... heard of it mentioned. I I have to admit, I don't quite know what it means. I is mean, it a movie? No, it's not a movie. <laughs> it's like actual. But this is something that comes to your house. And moves stuff around. Yeah, he can be, or he or she can be a devious <laughs> elf. Could be a sweet one. Yeah. Every night, it you can't touch the elf. That's part of the. You cannot touch the elf. What happens if you touch an elf? Then Christmas is is over. It's Ooh, gone. Yeah, that's like we the eight ball. The don't, don't don't hit the eight ball. Yeah, exactly. And if you do touch it, then you have to write a letter of contrition and apologize. Bunch of form work. Yeah. <laughs> It's like it takes for months yes, for it to get processed. Yes, it's a, but then it, it, when we go to sleep every night, it wakes up and moves. And as soon as it sees the first human or hears the first human or dog, it'll freeze in whatever new position it's at. So, oh, so yeah. it's an actual elf that you can see. Yes, you can definitely see it. And it's in a different. What if the elf during its animated nighttime hooliganism uh, bumps into the tooth fairy? What happens then? <laughs> Then if they touch, it's like the is that un it's like well, West Side Story. They start what? snapping and throwing <laughs> knives at each. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So we're digressing happens. here. Let's get back to gardening. Oh, this isn't the Christmas. The Christmas. Show well, it's not all about Christmas. Okay. But, yeah. Um, gardening. So what? Are we what about? Uh, you still eating squash soup? What do you got going there? Um, we still have. We just finished our last of our onions. That was our big. Well. Oh. I'm going to hop back like two weeks ago. We Two or three weeks ago, we finished the last of the carrots. Like we don't do what Tom does and leave them in situ and like leave them in the beds and mulch them we, because we can go through them pretty quickly. And yeah. we got five people eating carrots at our house right now. And then it's so they go pretty quick. You know, I know we're not going to do a garden review show, but that was by far my best crop of carrots oh, I've cool. grown in years. Boleros? And well, and romance. Oh, that's right. We had the romance carrot story. <laughs> yeah, the naming, the nomenclature. I yes. may buy romance again, but typically I I grow bolero. Um, this is a family show. Um, <laughs> buying romance that doesn't sound. Too, I'm not sure if we're allowed. To. Please call one nine seven zero. Buy romance. <laughs> but uh, I digress. So we're done with carrots, which is a bummer. 
Um, we still have, well, I mean, we have plenty of garlic. We didn't grow garlic this year. I got it from Mountain Roots Produce over in Mancus, and uh, they grow some heck out of some good garlic. So we still got good garlic. I'm assuming you still have a plethora of, and don't talk about preservation. We're not talking about preserved crops. I want to know. Fresh crops? Fresh, intact. What do you still have left? Zucchini. Shut up. I have fresh zucchini. No, you don't. I do. I have Romanesque. I can give you one. I have some like 10 pounders, you know, that are still great. They're green. They've been in the cold root cellar and they're fine. What are you doing with these? Are you Um, Two days ago, I sauteed zucchini for dinner, just onions and zucchini. And it was good? Oh, it's great. Should I ask Jen? Like, should we make... Oh, she wasn't here. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> she leaves the house when i you know oh you're cooking zucchini okay oh, hey i got hey, some stuff that. i gotta do in town yeah. no hey, I, I just stopped by zia real quick sorry yeah. i forgot uh no i there's zucchini still working fresh apples yeah we still have apples um what have i got our apples fresh, are well, i made an apple crisp two nights ago i guess from apples beets well they're uh-huh. fresh but they're stored i mean what do you yeah. consider stored you mean processed food because i got tons of stuff that's still onions are still fresh okay yeah, that's what I'm asking about. Okay. Yeah, I got onions, potatoes, squash, beans, oh, see, carrots, to... beets, leeks, garlic, kale powder. Well, kale powder is processed. Uh, fresh zucchini, like I said, apples, applesauce, canned tomato sauce, canned salsa, apricot jam, and shallots. Welcome to the part of the show where Tom makes us feel really bad. No, about no, no, no. That's what I want everybody to have. Yeah, that is impressive. Well, and it was, um, I didn't actually do the kind of canning I typically do. Yeah, Because this was kind of a sketchy year for you. I'm not going to lie. As we look at back in retrospect. My were, carrot failure. Yeah, oh. you were kind of behind. You had some I was pest. a month behind. I had pest issues. It was a funky, funky year for sure. Yeah. I mean, I had some successes, but uh, there was a fair bit of challenge. Mostly because of my timing problems, because right. I was out of town for a month. So, and, and then we had a tomato thing, right? Like your tomatoes are way behind. Now, yeah. Well, once again, you catch the, the listeners timing. up, did you get a full crop? Oh, I got a full frost? crop, but then they they hit a hard freeze when I was out of town, so I lost a lot of them to freeze, and I didn't have blankets. Well, you're out of on town them. a lot. It I am. Like. Well, I got you know different priorities, and sometimes you commit, and it's like, no, I yeah, can't yeah, do yeah, that because yeah. I've got tomatoes in my freeze. I got to go back to town. It's like. You wouldn't be that guy. Really? Yeah. I don't know if anybody wants to be that guy. That Unless guy. that's like your business, maybe. Yeah, if you're a commercial grower, yeah. yeah. I still had stuff left over, and which was perfectly good. And I'm yeah, clean out the pantry a little bit. Clean out the pantry, you know, cycle through the inventory. And, so this uh, is what happens when you're out on the, you know, on the prairie and you yeah. have a bad year. You just got to go into out. the deep storage. Yeah. <laughs> Get those cobwebs. I noticed you're thinner, yeah. This yeah. is what's going on. You're just not quite <laughs> eating as well. Now, Coming back to the date that we're on today, this is airing the 23rd of December. Okay. Oh. And we know right did, wait, now well, did you listening. Did the jingle? I started jingle. On jingle, the yeah. There are people right now on their way somewhere looking for LMGs, <laughs> last minute gifts. I we, am making a big bet that about 90% of these people <laughs> looking for LMGs are men. Mostly men. <laughs> so we're going to do a quick, excerpt here to help them out okay uh with last minute gifts for the, to help you the gardeners on your list right yeah. uh which may be women may be men maybe family members yeah. people that you know garden or maybe even want to garden but haven't started yet but that's oh. in, that's in the plans that's even better so you're planting the seed yep oh, oh see oh. that gift idea right there right there so we're going to go through a quick litany. If you're headed in to go shopping yes. on this late go. date for yep. the Christmas holiday, we have some ideas for okay. you. Okay. 
I'm I would gonna start, write these down. Well, I mean, a, this hardware stores actually eh, can be pretty good for gardeners. Yeah. For instance, a kink-free gardening hose. The right diameter hose that doesn't kink when you're pulling it around the corner of the house. Okay. That's really a good thing for it. So I'm gonna, let's talk about hoses for a second. So there's three different types of hoses. There's like the traditional green yeah. kind of spelted hose, mm-hmm. which can kink. Yeah. Um, I've purchased some kink-free nylon-y plasticky hoses, which I think do really well, very expensive. And there's the kind that seem to be made out of some sort of cloth material that shrink. Oh, right. right. Like you take you turn the water off and the hose shrinks to a third of the size. And Yeah, right. Um, I've purchased all three. I really like the type... I'm not a big green garden hose guy. Mm-hmm. I like the kind that uh, are the kink-free, um, but are sturdy, not yeah. the cloth ones. The cloth ones seem to last. I, I tend to not get a full year out of them. Wow. Somewhere they blow because at some point I'm going to forget to turn the water off. Oh, and it overpressurizes and overpressurizes, in the sun. and yeah. I think that those have weak points sure. more than the other. Yeah. You know, a little more sturdier. Right. So if you don't want to keep just like being a wasteful, you know, gardener, buy yeah. something, you know, invest in a, a good hose. Right. Get something that'll last five years or more. And I think for me, there's a, a smaller diameter hoses tend to not kink as much. Oh. And they tend to have as much flow as you'd need, really, but um, much easier to throw around and whip around a tree if you're on the backside or something. And that's just one less hassle. Uh, to have to keep right. marching back to get find right. out where the kink is when your water stops. And anyway, so we're getting too deep into the hose thing, but that's one idea. Or uh, seed-saving containers. Oh. So if you have someone who's already a gardener okay. that's starting to save seeds, a lot of times it's all this hodgepodge containers and there's envelopes on the desk and you lose stuff. Maybe a more organized way of um, saving seeds uh, would be something you could figure out. Sometimes people use bead containers or uh, file, you know, mobile file folders that you could put seed packets in or depending on how organized your gardener is, which is maybe a contradiction in terms. Um, Gardeners tend to not be that organized. I have all mine in one of my kids' old pencil boxes that they got probably in third grade. You know, that's kind of like where mine's at. What about ball jars? Ball jars work. They're really good for anti-pest, anti-moisture. Uh, when they break, right, it's kind of a hassle. So if you were to say, okay, I got... But my thing with ball jars are also multi-use. So if you use them yeah. for seed in the spring, mm-hmm. then you can use them to preserve in the fall. Assuming you've finished those seeds, but I have years, years. worth of... <laughs> yeah, that's true. A partial <laughs> ball jar So then you beans. buy two 12-packs of ball jars and then... Just two? You, you buy them individually? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> two 12-packs, yes. We how have. do you get the forklift into your driveway with the ball jars? Those are also ball jars are our drinking glasses in our house. Oh, well, there you go. So totally when I know that jars. when we start to have a an increasing number of ball jars in our cabinet. There you go. Ball jars. Yeah. Then I say, <laughs> good okay, gift we, idea. Yes. Then we like move them downstairs for canning or I'm just like, hey, good job, team, you know, household. You're eating the canned goods as opposed to stuff straight from the pantry. Yeah. So it's always kind of a good thing to see. A broad fork. I mentioned that on last year's. Yeah. That's a good neighborhood or family gift. I mean, they're more expensive. They're but... hell to wrap, though. Oh, I know. I know. Yeah. Just it's... put a picture of it on a piece of paper. The Hori Hori knife. So that's like my favorite yep. garden tool, yep. right? Or a pair of really good pruners or uh, like hand pruners. Yep. Or a garden spade. If they don't have a good shovel or a spade, that's a really good main tool they're going to need. Do you prefer the wood handled or the plastic? I like the wood handle. I do it too. just seems to balance better. 
Yeah. And one more note, if you're headed to go buy some things just to have things for Christmas, there are other ways to purchase something or better yet, make something so you don't have to just get hooked on consumerism. Um, and that's part of what we're all about with the gardening spectrum. And you could maybe use your creativity to say, if you have an up and coming gardener, offer them a gift certificate for six hours of labor to help them put in a raised bed this spring, right? Or something like that where it's related to what they want to do, but you give them your time or your creativity somehow enhancing As long it. as you follow through. This is kind yeah, of you got to follow through for this sure. This takes the place of Put the, a date uh, on it and put a yeah, like, yes, I will clear date, my schedule yeah, and yeah. I will do this. And this is like the one free massage that you give yeah. your spouse. <laughs> and you for, find it like years later yeah. in your in your file it's cabinet. Lame. It's like, oh, that's right. Yes. It's like, okay, like, oh. And then <laughs> so it's it has like, to be real. But, yes. Um, and you have to follow through with it as the giver, I would think. Hey, right, right. remember that thing I gave you? I'm going to go ahead and implement Or one way you could do that is you go out in the snow and maybe this is how you launch the gift. You put little posts in the snow where the garden bed's going to go and string line Whoa. it. So they can see it on Christmas morning. You're like, what's that? That's where I'm going to help you with your garden bed. So if I did that for Beth, my wife, and... <laughs> She would fold her arms just like that and look out the window and go, Darren? Are you serious? Like, really? Yes. That's where the trampoline is. Like, I, But it's underneath the trampoline. How often are you using the trampoline? I use it every morning. On the driveway would work. <laughs> no. Who I, needs the car there? I really? I know. This this dang trampoline in our house. Our, we, again, we've, you've heard this. We have four kids. Most of the kids don't use a trampoline. The youngest is a daredevil. He's in his young teens. He practices the jumps and the flips and all that stuff. We end up having to cut a diseased tree right down, down that was right next to it, um, which was good for us as parents because he was jumping off said tree onto oh, the trampoline. Wow. But this is like in the prime garden space. It's good. It's like 10 hours of sunlight, afternoon shade from a fence, like from the western sun. Interesting. I know. You know how you work that is you have your son buy his own insurance. Oh, and there so you if go. you need to use the tramp, you're going to have to buy a separate insurance <laughs> policy. This is like the gift card idea. Like, <laughs> this gift card is good for one free month of trampoline insurance. Exactly. The other 11 months are up to you. Because <laughs> we're growing food there. Thank you very much. <laughs> so, yeah, if I can get a couple more garden beds, I love the idea of, of helping somebody out because it can be daunting. I think we've all put garden beds in. Yeah. You know, some of us, have, you know, you construct your own or you dig the ground. It's a lot of work. Um, so, yeah, that ability to say, hey, I'll help you with this project with the grunt labor. It's a great idea. Moving on. We're past Christmas now. We're past Christmas. Okay. And we're talking about kind of the year when people do the wrap-ups at the end of the year. Oh, yeah. And uh, so far, one of those wrap-ups is the word of the year, which came out uh -huh. a couple of weeks ago from the Oxford uh, organization. The Oxford. The Oxford organization the said Oxford. the word of the year is Riz, R-I-Z-Z. You cannot. Just actually seeing you say that word. Riz. Laugh. Yes, because the kids say it or they don't even say it. I, I think the kids used to I don't know. For those uncool enough out there like me that didn't really know what it meant, it's short for charisma. Like if somebody has Riz, yes. um, they've got it and they know it. Yeah. Um, I don't hear it as much as I maybe once did. Um, so it's already uncool? I, like the word that we hear at our house is bruh. Bruh. Which oh. is B-R-U-H. Yeah, but that's that's just a bruh. a mangling of bro. I know. Which is Riz is just a mangling of charisma. Of course. Like, come well, on, that's kids, how most say of the charisma. Slang works. But anyway, that that's the, the word of the year for the generic public. So but, we got Riz. Yeah. He's got Riz. But we've got our own word of the year. Um, <laughs> I can't wait. Which is Lobotony. 
And if you I was trying to read it from the screen, I thought it said lobotomy. No, it's no. lobotomy. Okay. And it's a contagious disease that's going around, most commonly referred to as the garden bug, and it presents many different symptoms. I mean, if you have a friend or a family member who got a lobotomy and got it from the gardening bug, now all they can talk about is compost and soil health oh, and man, open pollinated scary. seeds. Ooh. You know, that's, that's a lobotomy. Like stay home from work. Yeah. There's no real cure known Good. so far. You just smile. Well, a bad back. And no, if you come across one of these people, you just smile and nod and agree with them and back away slowly so you don't catch it. Oh. That's a lobotomy. How do you say, so how do you know of somebody? Because, you know, you watch the folks in the motorcycles that on the Harleys, they do like the downward wave on uh-huh. the two finger. Right. So if you like do like the high five and they're, are they, you see their fingernails are dirty. Maybe well, this that's... time of year, though, it's hard to tell because oh. they're clean by now. So what you look for is any conversation gets pulled into gardening. Oh, and it's I like, see. oh, yeah, where were you? Oh, so I was uh, skiing yesterday. Oh, skiing. That's cool. So the snowpack <laughs> is what you're riding on. And it's going to be good this year because we're going to be growing starting oh. in, in May. And all of a sudden you realize, whoa, 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 whoa. You're getting to gardening now? We're talking skiing. Okay. That's someone who's at a lobotomy. Okay. Okay. Have you? Ha- I mean, I'm assuming most of our listeners are probably potentially inflicted with this. It's kind of, it's growing. Oh. It's growing, <laughs> apparently. Yeah, it's spreading. It's spreading. It's being broadcast. Oh my gosh, all these like, I can like come up with all sorts of dad jokes. Yes, the broad fork is spreading this manure out there. And I assume that this was a word that Oxford also had uh, on their it, front no, page of their website. They did not recognize this as an actual word. Oh. So maybe your listeners need to send emails to to Oxford. The Oxford. Yeah, we got a pile of seed catalogs sitting here. You got three. If that's yeah. a pile. Now, yeah. Well, it's starting. I, what do you call a grouping of seed catalogs? Is it a pile? Is a it, pod. Is it <gasps> a pod? A pod of that. seed catalogs. That okay, I'll good. go with that. Okay, so we yeah, got, we got three good ones here. We I got don't know. Southern Exposure Territorial Seed Company, Baker Creek. We don't have Johnny's yet. I don't know why. Maybe it came through and I put it up somewhere else. But mm. Johnny's is usually right up there up front. Yes, but, um, especially since we're sponsored by Johnny's. Exactly. Johnny's Seeds. Do you hear that, Johnny? He's out there with the Oxford. <laughs> Did you see anything paging through this year? That Darren and I typically will run through these things. And we get a little jaundiced eye because the photography's so um, yeah, well, attractive. But we skip most of it because it's like, yeah, 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 yeah. Things that came up. Well, one is I was supposed to grow. There's a melon. I typically don't recommend people grow melons in our audience because they just are a little too long of a season and it's a little bit too cold. Yeah, but they're tricky. I'm, they are tricky. I'm going to grow. Your pages are He's all. He's paging through the colorful um, photograph. Oh, wow. Look at that one. Kajari. It's striped. It is striped. It's striped with orange and green and yellow and it's <laughs> extremely unusual and beautiful, which is really, if I like to describe me... <laughs> <laughs> yes I am Kajari Kajari Yeah I am your a Kajari name? melon He's kind of Kajari Oh That's see, a new adjective Yeah that risk What did you see In the, in, in their territorial well, Baker I, Creek I started a couple of New things This past season That I think I'll continue um, Trying This spring Shallots Came up I hadn't grown them before Or hadn't in many many years And uh, Was reminded of how Good they, they taste When you're cooking Just about anything It's kind of between An onion and garlic in flavor and there if you look at them in the 
in the grocery store. They're really expensive. I don't. I wonder why. Well, I maybe because they're just a small. I always thought, oh, this is like a marketing scheme for a small red onion. Well, I don't. I'm not sure why they're expensive, but they're way more expensive than both garlic or onions. Yeah. Maybe because they're smaller, and so they don't grow a lot of them in the market. I don't. I don't know what it is. But so it's like, forget that. I'm going to grow my own if they're that expensive. So um, typically, when I see shallots and recipes, it's like a nicer recipe. Uh huh. Like so, maybe it's a little bit gourmet. Yeah, maybe. It sounds French. <laughs> <laughs> so shallots is going to be on my list again this year and bunching onions, which were really easy to grab them out of the um, garden, snap the uh, roots off or just cut them off in the garden. And there was very little prep. It was like start chopping them straight away. Maybe okay, so rinse them off. Let the listener, like when you talk about bunching onions, what actually actually is a bunching? On, like well, what a, do you buy? How do you grow it? Well, it's a green onion that doesn't create much of a bulb. And so you eat the green part of the stem itself and the minor bulb that's on the bottom. So is this of a bigger than onion. a scallion or is it the same thing as a scallion? Uh, I think they're probably synonymous. Yeah. Okay. I'm not sure about that. And then what are you, are you growing these from seed, from transplant? I grew them last year from seed, which takes a while. And seed in the ground? No, I put them in... Um, um, seedling trays and okay. I you overplant them in a small space because you don't want them to bulb out yet so you can put them really crowded when you're growing the seeds and then you transplant them and I did a test plot of course between two rows I took the ones that were crowded and planted them straight away right along one row on a drip line okay. and they were still within a a quarter inch of each other because they're not going to bulb out very much but those got, didn't grow to maturity anywhere near as tall as the ones that I individually pulled apart. And these things are, when you grow them yeah, yourself. blades of grass. They're, they're blades of grass, exactly. And so it takes a while to plant them at, say, three or four inch centers. Yeah. But those bunching onions will grow much bigger than the ones that are crowded. Now, they're called bunching onions for a reason because they do fine in groups of three or four or whatever. Um, but just know that if you want bigger ones, just spread them out a little bit further. And, and you've heard us talking before about like, yeah, if you don't thin your veggies out, if they're too close, then they get stressed and they go to seed. Well, I guess onions as a biennial probably wouldn't do first that. First year, right? it doesn't really matter. It doesn't they just, matter. They just never grow very big. Okay. Because they will crowd out at some point and they'll they'll do fine, but you'll just have smaller bunching onions, which, yeah. are, which are fine. Which is what you're after. Yeah. Well, I mean, not maybe enough. So go you're into the alliums this year. Yeah, okay. the alliums are just so healthy for you and the whole prebiotic thing is really cool with my alliums. Okay. I'm also going to do these Fremont beans that you turned me on to last year. Yeah. And I found a, a source for them. And are they a uh, Colorado source? These beans were discovered in the 60s during an excavation in southwestern Utah where several seeds were unearthed in a clay pot in an ancient dwelling. So it was approximately 800 years ago. It's grown by the Warden Farms in Burlington, Colorado. It is Colorado. Yeah. They've propagated these for years now and got enough of them to sell commercially. They are these giant bush beans. I mean, they're twice the size of a normal bush yeah, they're bean. they're huge. So... I'm really curious to see how well they do here because I've found that most, you know, oddly enough, logic prevails and the crops that do the best out here in our fluctuating um, weather in the Southwest and the Colorado Plateau are the crops that have been grown here for a thousand years or more. Hmm, who would think that? Duh, that right. Yeah. So the more of these hybrids and wild different creative uh, varieties that I try over the years, that have you know hit or miss successes. Yep. I keep gravitating back to these older seeds, the heritage seeds or the pre-heritage, the ancient seeds right. that have been here pre-colonization, um, pre you know the tribal communities that have 
kept these and nurtured these seed banks for that entire time. What's really fun to think about is much like the history of you all the way back to ancient humans, there is a lineage of these beans that yeah, goes from the living beans and the germplasm inside these beans from a thousand years ago that was carried through generations yeah. through today. Otherwise, it would be an extinct variety. Yeah. So there's still a living strain of this ancient bean. It's just fascinating. I feel like, didn't we get some of those, do you still have them, the Mesa Verde yeah. squash? Yeah. Or is yeah. that what, like a pumpkin? It was a pumpkin. Yeah. I, I haven't grown sure. it out. Well, but... you are this year, though. Yeah, I need gonna... you to, because you got the space. Yeah, I want definitely. you to do that. That's yeah. a good one to try to grow. And I'll have to find out what family of squash that's in to make sure to isolate that. Okay. But um, that'll be fun. That will be fun. For those of you that grow food, you know that that is an intoxicating experience to just plant seeds, nurture this plant, and grow food that you eat yourself and feed your family. It's pretty cool. It is cool. But when you get an ancient seed that is so old, and it was grown here originally but hasn't been for hundreds of years or something, and then you get to repropagate it, it's like this magic experiment. I find myself going to check that bed more than regular beds to see how it's doing, you know? Has that, that story, I and mean, I think we're all kind of enticed by the story of anything, which is why a seed catalog tries to, in you know, hundred words or less, give us the best story they yeah, possibly yeah. can. That's true. You know, there is that other layer of it that that makes you feel a little bit different. So it's that what that's what you feel. It's a true feeling, and it's it is like when we found out all about these Mesa Verde, you know, pumpkins, like. That's a story. And I think when we, when especially here where we're located in Southwest Colorado, we have the opportunity to hear those stories from cultures that were here, th- you know, thousands of years before us. Right. And they were doing what we were doing. They just didn't do it in a raised bed yeah, with, right. you know, drip irrigation. like. And their life depended on it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Corn, I mean, beans, and squash, right? Yeah. I mean, we got to make sure we do this right or else we're going to be foraging or else we're going to yeah. have a really hard winter and fall. Yeah. So, but I like hearing the stories about this was happening thousands of years before yeah i brought myself over this way right, right? so that like, brings us back to and those seeds work well here. yes yes <laughs> like the hopi gray squash that i grew out last year that did so incredibly well and lasts six months easily in the root cellar and is just as hard as the day i picked it it right. doesn't soften there's no blemishes on it it's the keeper squash there you go and well it's also the oldest squash i've ever grown from the lineage of how far that back that goes right. you know and what's cool is you on these bigger winter squash you open them up you roast your squash you eat them they're great but they also have hundreds of these huge beautiful seeds that you can then spread around the neighborhood and then that lineage goes on so that leads us directly into the seed sale oh the 2024 edition of the <laughs> garden guys <laughs> seed sale coming to you in march yeah, this March, as we do apparently every year now. Yeah, um, we're going to do annual. early to middle March. We're going to do a seed sale down at the Extension Building. Yep, the and fairgrounds, La Plata County Fairgrounds at twenty five hundred Main Avenue. <laughs> Ding. <laughs> and so it's where you can get all kinds of really good open pollinated seeds of maybe forty to fifty vegetable varieties, including herbs and flowers and all yeah. kinds of stuff that we'll have at the fairgrounds. They're very cheap. They're roughly a buck per envelope. Yeah, unless like there's been some huge markup in wherever we get the seeds from. But we're not here right. to make money off this. We're yeah, here yeah. just to spread seeds. So it's a fun event. Um, it's sort of like the ski swap, except for cool people. Yeah, yeah. those who have had a lobotony. <laughs> those that have had lobotonies. <laughs> so 
Um, you know, in this last year, I, you know, when we tallied it up, there was over a thousand packets of seeds sold. Yeah, that was from um, cool. which each packets as we are the ones who freaking put all those dang seeds. Yeah. We're not doing collards again. I can tell you right now, uh, the collards didn't sell. Collards did not sell, and, the, and they're really small seeds. And the parsnips. Well, what's the deal? I know. Yeah. Come on, people. Parsnips and collards. <laughs> like, who could think of a better meal? So we're refining every year. We'll mm-hmm. find some new fun stuff. And we do stuff that you need to start inside. We'll have sure. tomatoes and peppers. And even last year, we grabbed seed from uh, the Pueblo Seed Company. Yeah, that was great. Out of uh, Montezuma County. And it was awesome to because he does that same thing. Dan over there does that same thing. We're a lot of open pollinated heritage seed. Stuff that does well for him in Montezuma County or did well for him over on the eastern side of the state, which can also be really harsh growing conditions. Um, so really cool seed that we'll just make available to everybody at really cheap prices. Yeah. So look forward to that. We'll be promoting it sometime in early March. Yeah. Maybe we'll do a show right before it. If you don't uh, find something in your seed catalogs this year or you want to wait, um, do know that we are having a seed sale in March. So Yeah. I think that's it for the show. We've uh, that's it. we're looking forward to you know shuffling out with our coffee and slippers on Christmas morning and getting all those gardening gifts. Yeah. I know, I know. I'm going to be spending it up in Denver. So oh, if anybody wow. of you in the listening audience is in Denver, um, that's where you can bring me my gift. Just find me. I'm in Denver. Squash soup. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I wonder if I should share. I think we're giving away some pickled jalapenos for Christmas that we still have in the fridge. Wow. Which I think should be good. <laughs> I think. I'm That'd be good. As you hand them the, the gift of something Here. that's canned, you always say, I think it's still good. Yeah, it should be yeah. fine. Just, just test it first. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, just eat it in the next couple of days. <laughs> eat that whole can of, or the whole jar of uh, jalapenos. Right. Nothing can go wrong. Well, what happens if it goes bad? You get what you get and you don't throw a fit. All right. Well, have a good holiday and we'll see you guys at the March seed sale. Yeah. Happy holidays all. Mm -hmm.